Welcome to Teacherpreneurs Raise Your Hand, five simple steps to create stunning landing pages. Oh, so we're talking about landing pages today, and that is a page where your audience, your teachers, they land to grab your lead magnet. And remember, we talked about a lead magnet last week, and that's something that's attracting your ideal teacher to you and in exchange for their email address. So today, we're going to talk about how you can spice that up a little bit. Hope you stick around. Welcome to Teacherpreneurs Raise Your Hand, where bold teachers rise up and transform into successful teacherpreneurs who are destined for greatness. What exactly is a teacherpreneur, you might ask? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines the term as... Um, okay, it's not yet a word in the dictionary, but hear you me, it will be one day. In a nutshell, a teacherpreneur is both a teacher and a business person. And we're here to help you be better at both. So without further ado, from One Tired Teacher and Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, here's your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so we're back to talk about landing pages today. Last week, you talked or you thought through three or made, hopefully made, three commitments. And that we, because we talked about how important those three commitments are, and that is to showing up weekly for your audience and making sure that you're giving them value and offering them content that helps them get to know who you are, what you're about, what you have to offer. And then number two was emailing those same people weekly to tell them that you have you know, put out some free content and some information that's going to really help them, especially in their pain points. So emailing weekly and then number three was to create a lead magnet. And you don't have to do the lead magnet every week, like I said last week on episode 58. So check that out if you want all the information. But I talked about doing a lead magnet that really attracted your ideal teachers to you. And so today we're going to talk about like, where do you put that lead magnet? You put that lead magnet on a stunning landing page. So we're going to talk about creating landing pages in order to put that out there, share that link, you know, create a pen around it, talk about it on your podcast, put it in your blog, whatever you're using, so that you can really attract those people and grab their email list because the the power is in your email list. Before we talk about that, I have to share something because I'm super excited. As most of you know, I am a proud partner with Amy Porterfield and on Digital Course Academy. And I remember when I first started even thinking about courses and talking about lead magnets and email lists and content marketing and all that stuff always brings up when I began my journey in Digital Course Academy. And that was several years ago now. I can't believe it. It's crazy to think about. Several years ago when I thought I have a course idea that I want to put out into the world. And I was super excited about it. Now, I did make some mistakes along the way. But I learned so, so much from that experience. In fact, it opened doors that I never imagined that it would open. And I'm very thankful to Amy. And I, I proudly support her launch 
you know, I did last year and I do again and I will or I will this year when it opens up and I would love to tell you about it because it makes me really excited. But um, but I do want to share that she has something special right now and it's free. So I wanted to talk a little bit about it and I wanted to tell you before we start talking about landing pages, I want to tell you that you are, you know, you're able to grab it because it is free and it's it's really if you're starting to even think about courses, like you're thinking, okay, you know what? A lot of teachers really need my help right now. There's so much that I can share with them or offer them when it comes to, you know, teaching in a hybrid situation or teaching virtually or what are they going to do with all the you know social distancing criteria or if you're if it's something specific like how they're going to take their guided reading lessons and their groups and they're going to you know now put that on you know on a digital platform like what is that going to look like teachers need help with all kinds of things so course ideas are just just flashing through my mind. But when I when I did, when I first thought of courses, I thought, you know, I, I was excited to share. But, you know, it is one thing I will say is this, when you think of, a, of creating a digital course, it's not something that you can just like set it and forget it. Like it isn't one of those things when, you know, when people talk about, you know, passive income, it can be passive once it's been going on for a while, but there definitely is some action that is required. And it takes a ton of grit to build something that people actually, you know, can get results from. So that's really important. And you might as well make sure that every action that you take is an action step along the way that is like your next best move, right? That's why I'm so excited to share that Amy Porterfield has out a course. It's free. It's a course quiz. It's not a course. It's a course quiz. And she's figured out action by action what steps you should take based on your goals, your audience, your business, and and where and what level, where you are. And you can grab this quiz at trinadebreeteachingandlearning.com backslash course quiz one word, course quiz. So grab that, check it out, check out that quiz, let it help you determine like what actions you should take if you're in the right frame of mind for digital courses. And even if you're not, take it and check it out. I love a good quiz. Quizzes always make me excited. I don't know, I always do those quizzes on Facebook and other places because I think they're fun. But I really wanted to share that in case you've been dreaming or built of building a digital course and you're thinking about it after all the things that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I just wanted you to think about it. Because if you're really looking to tap into that 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 surging online education community, then then this is the time for you to at least consider what action might be your next step. So again, that's you can grab that quiz at trinadebreeteachingandlearning.com backslash course quiz. Okay, I'll link to it in the show notes as well. Let's get on with the show. Let's talk about the five steps to creating a stunning landing page. And just as a refresher, I want to remind you about a lead magnet and how important it is because it is you know, it is, it really helps to growing that email list. And you probably already, if you have an email list, you already have a lead magnet, or you have some way that you have attracted your audience to give you their email, and you have given something to them in exchange. I do want to caution you, this is something that I learned from Amy, she talks a lot about, about not having a person just be on your email list, just for the sake of being on your email list, like, 
join my email list, you know, click here. And sometimes that works. And sometimes people are like dying to hear what you have to say next. And so I think if you have that type of audience, that's great. If you don't, and and a lot of people don't, then you want to give them something of value in return. So your lead magnet is, is the value in return, whether, and maybe the list is a value in return because of what you're going to give them in your weekly emails. Um, or maybe you want to give them that freebie that like gets them excited and they want to hear more information on maybe how to implement that freebie or, um, you know, it gets them, it meets a need that they have. So those are important things to think about when you're thinking about lead magnets. And I just want, you know, I want you to know that building your list can be painfully slow and that is why it takes a little bit of time and that's okay. And it's, when you find a good lead magnet, it makes it go so much faster. So you can talk about, you can talk about your lead magnet on social media. You can add a link to, you know, any of your blogs or a link in your podcast show notes or a link on YouTube, you know, talk about it, mention it, mention it in your Facebook lives, link to it on your website, share it when you, when you do your, you know, your videos or your podcasts, talk about it whenever and wherever it counts the most. So it's really important. And three things that I really want you to keep in mind before we get to the landing page, like number one is need a lead magnet. If you don't have one, or you don't have one that's working and generating like a decent amount of emails, then you're going to want to think about one that is a good fit for the people that you're trying to attract. Now, I made a mistake once. I'm going to share this because I think I think it's really helpful to learn from mistakes. Other people that have made mistakes and then they share their mistakes, which sometimes people don't, but I'm, I'm an open book, so I'll share mine. Um, and hopefully you'll learn from it. I created a welcome back to school flip book. And I thought, hey, I'm going to use this as a lead magnet. And I'm like, I'm going to put it out there. And this is going to be a great way to get people's email and, you know, to, to get people's email is what I was thinking. And it will help people because it's a, you know, a really helpful thing that people can use maybe as bell work when you first get there for the first week of school. Had some good stuff in it, I felt like. So I put it out there. I got tons and tons of teachers email lists or emails and addresses, email addresses. I couldn't think of the word. And I thought, okay, this is great. This is perfect. But then I realized that that wasn't really attracting the specific teachers that I wanted to attract. Like that was a very general product or not product, a very general freebie that I was putting out there. I, I didn't know what grade level they were. They were probably, you know, maybe close to the grade level, but not necessarily. It wasn't something that I specialized in. It wasn't really... It wasn't really, it wasn't really focused enough. So I ended up, you know, I would have people that would unsubscribe from my list when I would put things out there. And I'm like, oh man, that's not a bad thing though. Because when you're paying for an email list, which you will be, because that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> so you will be. And when you're paying for an email list, you don't want to pay for, for people that don't want to be a part of it. So it's okay. You're trying to find your people and that's all right. So unsubscribers are good. That's a good thing. They're just saving you time and you're saving them time. And I think that is totally, totally fine. But you, if you're attracting the right people, then you're going to, that, that won't happen as often. And also you will um, have better open rates, which is more important to have better open rates than it is on subscribers. So you want to pay attention to what you're giving away. Remember I talked about last week about making sure it has lots of value. 
Number two, don't let this slow you down. You can create a value, like I said last week, again, a valuable cheat sheet, a uh, some kind of list, a guide, something specific to what you do, what you offer, a very valuable freebie that you, something that you, that you would put on your store for as a paid resource. So, so sometimes you don't want to just create a freebie as a freebie. You actually want to think of it as like, what would I charge for this? I'm actually giving them something that is of value. So kind of keep that in mind as well. And then the third thing is giving yourself a little boost. Sometimes you can even run a, an ad or, you know, a Facebook ad or even a, or a promoted pin campaign to that that particular lead magnet. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that to that one single document or that PDF? That's why you have a lead page. So let's talk about lead pages. A lead, or not lead pages, a landing page, which you can call a lead page, but landing page, a landing page. So I, this is where you're going to start collecting the emails because people have to have a place to land. Now, you might send them to a landing page from your blog. You might do it, like I said, to a promoted pin or a Facebook ad. You might add it in your show notes on your podcast. But it's it's helpful to, for them to have a place to land. Sometimes they'll just give you their email address because you've described it, but it's actually, you know, a lot better if they're, if they land on the page and they see a little bit more about it. And then they're like, oh yeah, I totally, I love this. So let's talk about the five important steps to creating your landing page. And again, to be clear, your landing page, which you're going to create through your email subscriber platform, which is most hopefully, most likely ConvertKit. I think ConvertKit is one, is a really good one. I know there's some other ones out there and I know that people start off with MailChimp and um, I started off with MailChimp. I thought it found it to be like very cumbersome, especially when I went on ConvertKit. What a huge difference and realized how much easier it is. And I ended up having to transfer anything to ConvertKit anyway, because I had over the amount that you can have for free on MailChimp. And then the price was better on ConvertKit and it just has more features and also has really good customer support. I know I'm not an affiliate to ConvertKit. That's just my opinion. Um, anyway, so that, that's where you're going to create your landing page and where your subscribers will land and give you their information. And as as you can, as you have thought about like the pathways of what that might look like, this is where people, you know, this is the page that you're directing them to. And you're, this is where you're capturing their, their, their um, email. All right. So step number one, choose a landing page template. Now that's the good news about ConvertKit. And I actually don't know if, if MailChimp has this because I, I never did landing pages in MailChimp mainly because I was, <laughs> I, I sound like I'm not, yeah, I couldn't really figure out MailChimp. I, I really had a difficult time. It just felt more cumbersome. There, it's, it's probably gotten much easier since I've done it. So I don't know if they have templates. If they do, that's great. Go ahead and keep using that. Again, I love ConvertKit. So they, and I know they have customizable templates and they're really made to really catch your eye and to grow your email list. And whether you're new to landing pages or you have design experience busting out of your fingertips, which I know that you do if you, especially if you own a shop on TPT. 
if you and or even a sh- like you have a shop on Etsy or you have done something creative like that, you're probably good to go. If you're not, it doesn't matter because this makes it so much easier. That's the good news because these landing page templates will help you get your ideas out the door in record time. It's so much faster. You don't have to like really com- create it from scratch. They're like 30, there's like 30 templates to choose from, which I think is a pretty good assortment. You don't want a massive amount of choice or sometimes that's stops you from getting something done. All right. So that's step number one is choosing the template. Step number two, you're going to choose your imagery, your imagery. I can never say that word right. Um, Your photographs, like what it's going to look like in the background. And if you don't have your own images to choose from, that's another good thing. ConvertKit has you covered. They have an integration with, I think it's called unsplash I think it's unsplash which makes these like finding these free beautiful images for your landing page a one click wonder so that makes it so much easier I mean a lot of people have access to like deposit photo or um, even Canva has has photos that you can buy from there so you're I'm sure you have access to some imagery so you're gonna you know click on the image that you'd like to edit and you're gonna have a side panel that pops up on your left and it's going to prompt you to choose your file and this is where you kind of have some options you again you can upload your own image you can choose from unsplash or you can connect convertkit with your instagram account to use your instagram images which can be super helpful that's another reason i like instagram i mean I like Instagram too. Another reason I like ConvertKit is because it it, it um, aligns with, I can't think of the word. It's not aligns, but works well with others. Let's just say that. Works well with others, with third-party apps. So that's really helpful. And we all know how valuable pictures are. It's like worth a thousand words. So let's honor the sacred aspect of storytelling and marketing to get some strong conversions. Your images make all the difference. So the human brain can like process images 60,000 times faster than it can text. Isn't that crazy? Especially if you're like a visual learner, that really makes a huge difference too. And that means that your content, it speaks directly to our eyes and it has a massive impact on what we consume. So a landing page, your the best practice, landing page 101 is to convert ordinary visitors to engage subscribers and customers and visual elements will do that naturally and effectively. So it's really important to pick the right image. Number step number three. Pick your brand colors. So now it's time to choose the colors for your landing page. And again, on that right side panel in ConvertKit, you click the wand image and you're gonna be you're able to edit the colors of your landing page. It's important to like stay consistent with your brand. So if you have a specific color or color scheme that you use for your brand, use it. Use it in your landing page. Like it it just it it helps. Step number four, rate your landing page copy. The last step before sharing your landing page is to write your copy. No matter what your goals are, your landing page copy should lead to an offer. They're going to, you're going to offer them something. And this is going to, to help you get closer to your goal. You're going to offer them that freebie. You're going to offer them, you may even be offering them, you know, a product. If you have an e-commerce store on your website, you can also do a landing page in that sense. You can get them directly to the product. I like to think about nurturing them and making sure they're a warm or hot audience. 
And so it's important in some cases to have landing pages that go directly to like your lead magnet to your freebie so that you can you grab their email and you can start to like build them up and nurture them in a sequence or in your weekly emails. They hear from you every single week and they, they really appreciate what you have to offer and what you have to say. So remember that. So it's usually leading to either your lead magnet or it's leading to an offer. So you want to keep that close in your mind and you're going to click on the text that you want to, to edit and you're going to start writing and you can highlight the task text and you can make it bold and you can italicize it. You can hyperlink, you can underline, you can change the color, you can change the font size. It's really, really custom, like customizable, which is really helpful. Um, you can, you know, just, it's, you can also add a field, like you can add the plus sign and add an email address or the name field. And if you click that, like a new box is added so that it allows them to be able to just put their email address and their name right there on the landing page. So they don't even go to a form, they go right there on the landing page. So when you learn how to write a good landing page, like keep in mind that the copy needs to be very clear, concise, engaging, actionable, and memorable. Like, what do I mean by actionable? Like they're going to do something, they're either going to click on something to get to the offer, or they're going to click on that, and they're going to get the freebie, like they're going to give your their email, they're going to click, you know, subscribe now or grab, grab my free makerspace moment in literature or whatever you're using as your lead magnet. And whenever you write landing page copy, use bullets as a, like, a, like use those ideas, use that clear, concise, engaging, actionable, memorable, use those ideas to make sure that your copy is like incorporates all those characteristics, because those are all really important. Those bullet points that I just talked about being clear, concise, engaging, actionable, memorable. I'm going to say it again and again, because it's so important. And then step number five is sharing your landing page look at you. You just built a landing page that's going to grow your community, your email list, it's going to grow your business. Now it's time to put it out into the world. That's the exciting part. So at the top right corner in ConvertKit, you're going to hit the save button. Then you're going to navigate to the share button on the same menu as the save button and the box will appear containing the link to share with your community. So that's going to give you your, your um, URL and you're going to take that and you're going to place it in your, you can play, even place it in your email list. Now people will wonder why would you send someone to a landing page from your email list? Well, because maybe you're trying to segment your email list. You want to know if they are truly like STEM interested in STEM materials that you're putting out, you know, the freebie that you're putting out there to see. Or maybe you have given something specifically away to second grade teachers who teach reading. And you want to see are these, you know, on my list, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm always sending things to second grade reading teachers. So you're so you're going to want to like you in you want might want to give something away for free to your list, which I think is a good idea to periodically give them something for free because you're, 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 again, you're trying to give them value. So it's one way to segment your list. But also you can share it on your blog, you can share it in your podcast, cast show notes, share it everywhere. So there you have it. If you follow these five simple steps one by one to set up your very own landing page for your email list, you can take it one step further. And like I said, it can be your 
lead magnet. So you can take it to make it go to your lead magnet. So it's very, very helpful in that way. Okay, so that was a short one today about talking about landing pages. So hopefully that makes a little bit more sense when you're thinking about creating a landing page. And again, it can be a landing page can be to an offer, it can be to a lead magnet. It's got a variety of uses and it's and you are able to create like a really visually stunning one if you're using something like ConvertKit. If you're using MailChimp, I'm not 100% sure but I know you could probably Google that and and find out the answer. So I, again, want to remind you if you're starting to think, hmm, maybe I do have a course in me because I've gotten down my email, you know, my email list. I can create an email list. I've got one going. I've created some lead magnets. I have now I'm ready to make a landing page. Like, you're getting yourself all prepped and ready. So if you are thinking, you know what, I've got a digital course in me, I want you to check out that two minute quiz. It's a really fun quiz and it will help you determine like what your path is if you have a path towards digital courses. Now, maybe you're like, I don't have a path. I don't want to do a digital course. And if that's the case, that's totally okay too. Like everybody has to go on their own path. And I think that that makes complete sense. But sometimes you want to know like what path should you take? Like what's a, what's a, an approach that you should take, an, a, a profitable approach. And that's why I think you should take this two minute quiz and find out which one you should take based on your experience, your expertise, and where you are in your business. So again, you'll go to Trina Debrie teaching and learning.com backslash course quiz. I'll link to it in the show notes. Enjoy the quiz. I'll see you next time, the same place, the same time. And remember, teacherpreneurs, I am proud to stand among you. And if you're feeling it, I'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. You can also catch me on Facebook at Teacherpreneurs Raise Your Hand or on my website, Trina Debery, Teaching and Learning, Teacherpreneurs Raise Your Hand. I'll catch you next time. Bye for now.